um, its fame, uh, if you will. But um, if you've been to many funerals in your life, you've most likely heard part of this psalm. Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, and that is where a lot of people put this psalm, like they, they associate this psalm um, with that time of life and when we're at the funeral table. And it obviously does bring comfort uh, in that particular moment in life, but it brings comfort in a lot of moments in life. Uh, and I hope today, though, that we will see that this psalm is not a psalm um, that is set with the setting of death. This psalm is set with the setting of life in Christ, with our life in God, what life as a child of God looks like and what life as a child of God uh, means to us and ultimately to the kingdom. And so this morning, um, that's where we're going. That's, that's, that's why we're here is to make sure that we understand as children of God uh, why. And, uh, and to bring comfort along the way to that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer before we read this psalm out loud. Father, um, we ask that you take this moment uh, to, to open your word to us. May the words that are spoken here this morning uh, be honoring to you. And may ultimately, they dri- may they drive our aim to the foot of the cross. May um, you use this this morning to bring about your will and your people and it's in your son's name jesus christ that we pray amen so before i read it i want to run through the psalm so that you as we read it you can see some of the things that we're going to talk about um there are two illustrations in this psalm and one of them is a shepherd that's the most famous it starts out the lord is my shepherd and so it uses that as an illustration there but then he changes in verse five and he says you prepare a table for me so he changes the illustration from being a shepherd to being a host at a, at a, a party so to see, so to speak uh, and so we have that um and those two illustrations um and you would think that would be Great. All right. We have two points in the sermon. We're going to get out early this morning. Ha. Gotcha. Um, Because the first illustration actually has a stark contrast difference in it. Um, Verses one through three. um, He he talks about he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And so he is talking. David is talking about God he is talking to God in the third person he is he 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 and then in verse four um, with that famous passage though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death he changes and he says you are with me you your rod your staff they comfort me and from that point on he is talking to God and so um, we will look at this in three sections that way Uh, the shepherd in two sections and then the third last thing i want you to see before we read it out loud Um, in the hebrew the first verse is the shortest verse and it becomes exponent like it it becomes larger verse six is the largest this is poetic this is a song it would have been sung not like what we sung today not like we sing ever I have no idea how this was sung, but I can tell you it wasn't over a microphone with a piano, okay? Um, no guitars, um, maybe a harp and a, 
uh, don't know. But I can tell you that it wasn't, uh, if it was good enough for David, it's good enough for us. That's not the case because we can't sing it like him. Um, anyway, as this song progresses, it is um, in my limited musical ability and talent and knowledge this is a crescendo like everything is getting bigger everything is building to the end um and it is done that way poetically uh throughout this psalm uh leading to the very last word in english is forever uh and that's that's where we're going today so let's read the psalm this morning and uh and look at it with fresh eyes i hope a psalm of david the lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's great words. Those, those are awesome. Um, they bring comfort. They have brought comfort. Um, this is amazing that the Lord has preserved uh, these words for few thousand years for us um but let's look at the imagery of a shepherd uh i mean in church if you've been around church you've heard the imagery of god as shepherd the lord is our shepherd it starts those are the words the lord is our shepherd so what is a shepherd david who wrote this psalm um was a shepherd boy he was playing off of his knowledge his background what he what he knew and he used that as an illustration of god's relationship to his people and so as shepherd um there's lots of task involved with shepherding and and leading and directing defending um are are all parts of that um but as the sheep we can it's been said many times that sheep are stupid um, sheep are dumb and in this case we are the sheep um, you're not David uh, no no uh, in this case David is calling himself a sheep so we can say that uh, we're in the same boat uh, as that we we are sheep in the fact that we need the guidance we need the direction of our Lord sheep do not tend themselves. Um, sheep aren't out in the wild taking care of themselves. They, they can't provide for themselves. Um, you may have seen silly illustrated videos. Man pulls sheep out of a hole, like struggles getting the sheep out of the hole. And immediately after the sheep comes out of the hole, he jumps right back into another hole um, and, and so on and so forth. Like, that's what sheep do. They, they need direction constantly. They need a shepherd to, to lead them. Um, currently, in today's, uh, we just put fences up and, and keep them inside a fence. 
um, but back in the day, a shepherd was needed. And that's the illustration that we get here is the Lord is our shepherd. So what is he doing as shepherd? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness. So as a, she- as a sheep, we can be confident in our shepherd. That's, that's what sheep do. Like they, they have a confidence in their shepherd. Um, they, they do not ask questions. They do not complain. They, they follow the shepherd because they realize that the shepherd is there for their good. Um, the shepherd is leading them and they can be confident. They can rest confidently in the shepherd's leading ability. Um, and they are content. Whatever the shepherd leads them to, that's where they are. Like they're, they're content in that. And so confident and content rest in the shepherd leads to complete rest in the shepherd. This this first three per- verses here really, really, um, they're really, really good. So here's what we're looking at. So the end says, uh, the end of verse three says, for his namesake. So the Lord is our shepherd for his namesake. Why is the Lord our shepherd? It's for his namesake. For his namesake is in our culture and and what we do is is sort of a an idiom we we put it together it's it's a phrase that we use um but here it is a verb that is meaning to aim it is it is the lord's aim in being our shepherd is to his name so the lord is leading that's what this namesake sake means is leading, aiming towards his name. He is shepherding with the intent of bringing about his path to his name. He's leading us to him. Um, there was a semi-famous pastor stand in this pulpit and make it obviously clear. When we come to God, we get God, um, that's he's one of my favorite preachers. And so I will quote him. When we come to God, we get God. We may also get peace, love, hope. We, we do that. But the ultimate aim of our relationship with God is God. There are many today that look to the relationship of his people to God as something that they're just going to fill their baskets with all kinds of stuff. Um, It is on a daily basis that I get to see or hear Christians say, hey, come to God and you'll find peace, joy. You'll you'll get your life right. You're going to get all the broken pieces are going to get put back together and your, your life is going to be Great, just just come to God. And while in some sense some of those things are true, verse 3 says, 
He restores my soul. And the central part of this is that while David is using a physical illustration, he is talking about a spiritual reality. We are, we are talking about not the physical well-being of Christians, but the spiritual outcome, the spiritual aim of believers. The spiritual aim of God's people is to God, not to still waters. Not to this luscious green grass that we're using as illustration. Those are things that the Lord are using to bring about his purpose in pointing us to his name. This passage is not about the physical well-being of his sheep, but rather the spiritual outcome of his sheep. All of the aim of God is about him and his glory. It is what we as believers should know to be true. Like we come to God and believe that he is our good shepherd. That whatever he takes us through is for ultimately his good, his glory, and it will be for our security. So the Lord is our shepherd for his namesake. And with all of that, if he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul, he leads me in paths of righteousness. But even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. See, David... You want to run through David's life real quick? Um, David, who wrote this, understood the the shadows of death. Like, like he understood what the valley meant. I mean, we're talking about okay. He was he was shepherd boy, boy minding his own business, like having having the time of his life in green pastures, beside still waters, kind of thing. Um, gets his head anointed. Um, Saul loves him for a time and then Saul hates him for a time and goes and chases him for a really long time. In fact, David has to live in caves um, being chased by Saul. Um, Saul ended up giving David a wife and then when David was being chased by Saul, Saul ended up giving that wife away to somebody else. Anybody had their wife given away to somebody else? I don't know. No, Mark, your wife has not been given away. Um, so David is knows about the the valley, like he he's been a hunted man, and he says, "I know as shepherd, you are leading me to the path of righteousness. You're leading me to your name." And even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when I walk through these tough times, even when Saul is hunting me, even when my wife has been given away, even when I've lost children, even then I will fear no evil. 
this is what it means to have complete rest on our Lord. David looks at God and says, no matter what you bring, it is for my good. Because God as shepherd is pointing us to his name, but God is also about securing us. The Lord is my security for our good. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Because the Lord is with us, we can be restful. We can be secure in what is going on in life. So the, Im- the imagery here is a rod and a staff. And usually that, that was just one instrument just used in different ways. A staff could be used to, to hook the neck of a sheep and pull him back into line with the rest of the flock. It, it could be used to direct. Um, a rod could be used to more swiftly correct or defend if necessary. Um, obviously, David would have known about all of the um, troubles that a flock could get into and understood that the rod and the staff were not there to be harmful to the sheep. The rod and the staff were there to protect and secure the flock. Our life in Christ is not about pleasure. Our life in Christ is not, hey, we're just going to put all of life back together and everything's going to be great. That's not the purpose. That's not the aim of what Christ did on the cross for us. What Christ did on the cross for you and I was make a way to God. The aim, the for His namesake, securing for all of eternity us as believers. Not physically on this earth will we have all, do all, be all, see all, but we can rest assured that through all, um, we have the one who has saved us. The Lord is our security for our good. He directs, He disciplines, He defends. He directs with His staff. He defends with His rod. And correction is ultimately for God. I said, the Lord is my shepherd for his namesake. And that illustration is true. It's we are being corrected. We are being defended. For our good, but ultimately for his glory. And then David turns to the second illustration. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup 
overflows. This picture is that David is, or the child of God is in a room and their enemies are sitting across the table from them. And the Lord has prepared the table for him. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy, sitting across the table from your enemies. And this anoint my head with oil would, for most of it, like we would, we would believe that that would be pointing to his being anointed as king. But this anointing here is not about the anointing for king. This is an anointing that... Um, would take place with special guests with people in your house as, as they came in you would you would do the as a, a way of honor so they anointed their head and the, the cup overflows the lord has treated well the servant of god this with with all of the imagery that we see in this psalm, um, I, for me, this brings a level of comfort that the rest of the psalm doesn't. There are times in life that we feel like the Lord's rod and Lord's staff is just all over us. We we feel like every step of the way is just being beat. This is a reminder that God our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he saved us he didn't just barely get us into the door. He didn't save us so that we would sit in a corner in the house. In fact, the New Testament would say that as believers, you and I are heirs to the throne. We've been saved this is all about grace and mercy we've been saved not to be the doormat coming in but to be a part of the family of god we are no longer set as an outcast but we are part of his family we sit at the table and he has prepared for us he has anointed our heads as a special guest at the dinner. Because we know this, because we know the love of God, because we understand um, what the Lord has done for us and ultimately why He has done that, we can say, verse 7, verse 6, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
verse 6 could read, Only goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Because we know that the Lord who has shepherded us brought us along these paths of righteousness, led us beside the still waters. And even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have feared no evil because of who he is. He has not only brought me through all of the things of life, but he has anointed my head. And called me a son. So I can say confidently that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my security. And the Lord is my salvation. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is if we put ourselves in this time period. King David writing a psalm and talking about dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. David, who wanted to build the house of God, knowing that he wasn't going to be able to build the house of God, talking about dwelling in the house of the Lord, returning to the house of the Lord continually forever, David had messed up in his life royally. Like that that may be the understatement of this morning. Like the dude was messed up at points. Had a man killed so that he could have his wife. That's that's pretty jacked up. And he stands as Someone the Bible calls a man after God's own heart. Why? Not because his heart was good. But because as the Lord led, he was continually and forever pointed back to the name of God. His life moved towards continually the house of the Lord. He dwelled in the house of the Lord continually all the days of his life. When the valley came, when sin was there, when all doubt was cast upon the life of David, he looked to the Lord. He looked to the Lord ultimately forever. For the namesake of the Lord, he has looked and dwelt in the house of the Lord forever. For his good, can that be said of us? Can we look at the Lord as shepherd, someone who 
is leading us towards paths of righteousness. Someone that is directing and defending and disciplining us towards His name. Can we rest in that? Can we be as confident as David? Can we say that surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life? Ultimately, will we dwell in the house of the Lord forever? The answer to all of those ifs are are you a child of God? See, this, this psalm was in sight of the people of God. This, this psalm was, was not written or meant to bring comfort to those outside the hand of God that were not faithful members of the kingdom of God. The Lord saves for these reasons. And as a believer, we can find comfort in this. But as someone who does not believe, we need to make sure that it's understood that all of life, all of life will be a valley in which you cannot escape. The truth is, we are all sheep wandering and we do not know the way. The Lord has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity. It is by faith David and the others of the Old Testament were saved. It is the same today that we are saved by faith. It is by grace through faith that we are saved on the name of Jesus. Looking through the lens of the New Testament to this psalm, the Lord is my shepherd and He's leading on paths that are leading to righteousness for the sake of Jesus Christ. He's leading us on paths of righteousness that are pointing us, aiming us towards Jesus. Christ is the only way to salvation. It is faith in Him that would allow us to find comfort in these verses. It is by faith in Him that ultimately we will go through life and be able to completely rest in His name. 
we will be able to appreciate and love the times in the green pastures and the still waters. We will be able to look and understand that he restores our soul. We will be able to, even when we walk through a valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear because we know that he is preparing a table with us in the sight of our enemies. And surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, this morning, your word um, speaks truth in a way that brings much comfort to a believer. Father, your, your word has given us um, the ability, the, the, the aim towards resting upon your name. Father, I, I pray that you continually show us that, that you allow us to, to rest on your name. May we dwell in your house forever. But Father, those that do not believe, I pray that you will use whatever means necessary to bring about um, a heart turn. That you will bring about faith in their life. Father, may they hear and know your name. As a good shepherd, may you call and may they respond. Father, it's in your son's name, Jesus Christ, that we are here and able to, to find that comfort. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen.